Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Chaotic Queens. With me, as always, is... Queen Mahalia. Yay! Oh, and I'm Queen Abia. Uh, <laughs> so let's just get into something chaotic that happened. Uh, we were actually talking about this beforehand, and we don't really have anything that chaotic this week. We're probably just going to talk about something exciting. It's spring break now! Yeah! Yay! We're excited! We were, like, talking about this. We were so happy that it's spring break, and we get a spring break because a lot of universities aren't doing a spring break. It'll be nice to have just a week off. I mean, I know I'm gonna have to do schoolwork. <laughs> yeah, but it's just a nice like no classes to attend. I feel like I have more of my day to myself. For me, I had my first interview. That was really exciting. Yay! I don't want to get too much into it because you know I'm a bit nervous about how it's gonna go. But this is my first big girl interview. So it's exciting. It's an exciting moment. We're going to go into some quick stuff. So about the Grammys. So there's been stuff that has come up. Zayn tweeted some choice words, which I thought were very (laughs) valid. People were like saying, you know, he was mad about not getting nominated for a Grammy. But I think it was way more than that. Um, the Grammys have been really problematic lately, especially this this year. So I think it was very, I think it was valid. The weekend also announced that he will be asking his label to stop nominating his music for the Grammys. So I thought that was pretty interesting because we talked about this in the previous podcast where we said that uh, the weekend didn't get nominated, you know, even though he had like, he was in the top charts for so long for his album it means a lot coming from the weekend who is obviously very successful and has won grammys in the past to come to come out and kind of call out the system versus just continuing to win his awards to try to make it better i think that that's really great i think i was kind of surprised to see zane's tweet i actually still have the notifications for all the one direction boys um so (laughs) i saw his tweet as soon as he tweeted it i immediately opened it up and liked it because he so rarely gives us any insight into what he's thinking i just thought it was cool to see his thoughts on it i mean i definitely i know that that album called nobody's listening got mixed reviews people liked it but some critics were saying it wasn't really much of didn't feel like he was trying anything new i don't know if that's part of it but i definitely agree with his sentiment of like you know he called out the fact that you know you can bribe the grammys and they'll Mm -hmm. they'll nominate you he said maybe next year i'll send a confectionery i was like i don't know what that means but yeah (laughs) yeah it's really good that these artists are kind of stepping up out of more more than just because they didn't get nominated themselves. It really does feel like there's a big issue happening here and they're trying to point that out. So the big thing that happened this week in pop culture was, of course, the anticipated Oprah interview with Meghan and Harry, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. We talked about this last week in our excitement in the run-up to the interview. So it finally aired on Sunday, last Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern. It was two hours, and they really covered the gamut. Pretty much every question that Oprah asked garnered a revelation of some sort. Of course, some were more impactful and seemingly kind of seismic than others, so that's what we're kind of going to get into now. We figured we'll start with talking about potentially the most upsetting element of this, which was that Meghan revealed and then Harry later revealed as well and confirmed there was discussions at the palace about what color skin Archie was going to have when he was born. These conversations did not involve Meghan. So I was really shocked about that. I unfortunately couldn't watch it like live on the air. I managed to get to the last 20 minutes and that was brought 
brought up again um, because Oprah had asked, you know, if they could disclose who was having that conversation. And of course, they thought that'd be damaging to the family, of course, as it would be. I was just completely shocked that these conversations were happening in the first place. In 2021, those conversations don't need to be happening. It's ridiculous and it's absolutely racist. It's not okay, especially it's a baby. Like, why do you need to be having these kinds of conversations? Like, what do you get out of it? It's still, Harry's still having a child. Megan is still having a child. What does it matter what his skin color looks like? what he looks like it's just very gross like even race even disability like I feel like these conversations like are not okay to be had to be had and it's also really interesting because another thing that happened post this interview was people at William's first appearance in public he he said that we're not racist like just admit to it like it happened like don't claim them as liars with the Prince William thing and just kind of the palace's pretty lackluster response so far. I was actually um, talking about it with someone and I was thinking like any other company upon allegations of racism would take the, would, would release a statement and do the work to do training. Most other companies would, you know, what is the firm if not essentially a company? I mean, I was thinking specifically of the Starbucks incident. I don't know if you remember a few years ago when they had those allegations of um, racism and harassment at one of their stores and the whole company, every chain took, what was it, like a day or two days and they did um, racism training and bias training and all that. And that was the response. And I feel like the, the palace's response to this has been really, really lackluster. And I mean, even with William's appearance, like they had a dark-skinned black woman with box braids and an African print top walking with them at this appearance. Like, it's as like a prop almost. And then for him to say, we're not a racist family, it's it, what it's doing is negating Megan's experiences as a black woman. And that's something that you should never do, especially as a white person, especially as the poster family of colonialism. It's such a bad look. And I don't know who's advising them, but there should be diversity training. I mean, it's a company. They should all be getting diversity training and they're not clearly it's really gross and the fact that like this unborn child was being adjudicated like that likely by senior members of of the family i think it was prince charles people think it was prince william could have been both yeah Um, a lot of people were having conversations about you know who who it was in the family that said it because it was obviously someone close in the family that were having these conversations and i think oprah did confirm that it's not queen elizabeth and it's not Prince Philip. The other options are just Prince Charles and Prince William. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was all of them. (laughs) Just having this conversation. Like, what the way I picture it, especially because Megan wasn't there, is I picture like, you know, Mm -hmm. in the context of like maybe some dinner or some lunch that they had and Megan just happened to not be there. And, mm. you know, they thought that it was, like, guys being dudes, you know. Yeah, like, I definitely we're chatting, like... and what's, what's your baby even going to look like? And Harry was probably yeah. like, what? Yeah, that's, I feel, that's what I was talking to you about, like, when he said we're not a racist family. Like, I really do think that they were probably having this conversation and thinking it was, like, there's no, like, ill malintention yeah. Yeah. towards it. Yeah. Like, they don't realize what they're saying, right. I think. And that's why we need diversity training. Yeah. And that's why they need to like be more conscious of like what's what is like what they're thinking 
because that's not okay. And also, it's just so embarrassing considering the fact that you talked about this, their commonwealth are black and brown people. It's just so bad on their part to even think that way, you know? Yeah, it's so gross. And the commonwealth countries were former colonies. That's just Mm -hmm. the truth. And -hmm. I know that the commonwealth is like the queen's great prize that she's you know, maintained, but, and they are all, they're obviously, they're, they're all independent nations now, but, and like the optics of various pictures that have come out from over the years, you know, including the ones, the infamous ones of William and Kate on a visit, I think it might've been to India. I don't know. And they were put on those like chairs and being carried around by black people. And it's like, oh, come on, you know, really? (laughs) That's the optics. Um, not to say that, you know, we can excuse former actions of Harry, like him and his Nazi outfit. You don't get to say we're not a racist family oh. <laughs> and negate Megan's experiences. Like, just on the face of it. Yeah, it definitely was not the right response at all. The training that they have as a royal family for how to respond to, the, to, to publicists and to the public, it's just not what I expected, you know? I would imagine that they'd be like, we're having like conversations with the family to discuss this like really important matter, you know, not yeah. say we're not racist, you know. And he had that ready too. He was like, yeah, we're not in any sense a racist family. What? Cause you have a black person with you. It's very much that I'm not racist. I have a black friend. Defense. It very like, much is. And they don't, that person's not even their friend. She was just like either. I couldn't tell if she was there as a representative of the school that they were visiting or if she was I like think a they... security Person, I think she was but, a representative. Yeah. So they probably contacted the school. They were like, you got any black people there? It's just so gross. It's terrible. I also, I also feel like on the whole, there's less of a reckoning over race and slavery in the UK than there is here. There um, is like um, a tweet literally I that, that I sent to you talking about how how can you claim you're not racist when you're the cause for like 67 independence days or something like that? Like, I wonder how much diversity training they ever had. Truly. I don't think so. I don't think there's been any. I don't think so at all. Like genuinely when I think about, cause they do a lot of public service and a lot of the public services with a lot of diverse and multicultural people but the thing is like I feel like when they're put in that position when they're supporting or being like it's for publicity like it doesn't feel genuine it does there's like a disconnect between between being a royal and being like a part of their country right and I I feel like this is another instance of how they could have benefited from having Megan because exactly at at one point a racial reckoning was gonna come to them and if they had had Megan there as a black woman, she would have helped their imagery immensely. Yeah. But they really could. Her yeah. Telling her story with racism and having and being denied. Yeah. Her well, same thing. Like, this is what Harry was saying, where it's just like Diana, she was doing big things, you know? She was making like really big changes. And that's why, you know, people love her. She was doing things that they weren't supposed to do. Yeah. And that's why I feel like it's the same thing with Megan. Like she does not really fit the mold of their family. She's not white, you know? Yeah. That's, that's it really. And instead of taking her in same thing, like Diana, instead of taking her in, they just like scrutinize her for this. Yeah. So it's terrible. 
Because look at the outcome of that. Yeah. Also, in terms of racism in that family, I was thinking of Princess Michael of Kent, who is avowedly and openly racist and who is protected by this by this family. There's, you know, the, the classic example. She's the one who wore that um, Blackamoor brooch at that dinner with Meghan. The one where she's sitting, you know, that picture, she's like sitting in the car. She's looking at the camera. It's very smug, a very dark, it's like painted black person. And on the brooch with like this gold kind of like, you know, quote unquote exotic looking um, Mm -hmm. costuming. And that those brooches were part of upper class racist society, uh, I think either during or right after the time of slavery. And she wore that to a dinner with Megan. That's a pointed act of, of, I mean, I would say microaggression, but I think it's just aggression where she wore that. With and she's looking at the cameras like she definitely knows it. She's also the daughter of a Nazi, and she owns. This is like alleged, but it was said by her daughter's ex-husband that she owns two black sheep, who she has named Venus and Serena. Oh my God, she's so gross. Also, there was she was for some some magazine did a write up of her like a few years ago for some reason, and in it she said she said like oh. The British will, you know, take very special care in breeding their dogs and their horses, but they'll let their children marry anyone, which is straight up eugenics adjacent talk. And that was published. That interview was allowed to be published. That part of it was allowed to be published. They protect her. She's horribly racist. Like you can't, you can't say that, that your family's not racist and you have like your auntie or whatever who's doing stuff like that. There's a whole history of racism in your family. You can't negate that. Like, everyone knows it. It's in the history books. Like, and Yeah, yeah. And it's the thing, like, you can't be the one to say that people don't feel their feelings about you. It's the same thing of, like, on an interpersonal level, if someone says they hurt, that you hurt them, you can't say, no, I didn't. And so for him, like, Megan is saying, I experienced racism. My unborn child experienced racism. He can't say, no, she didn't. That's not his place to say, especially when it comes to racism. He's a white man, and he's clearly never had diversity training. He doesn't know what's happening. So it's like, you can't say that. It very much is, it's literally, isn't it? It's gaslighting. Like... (laughs) It's like saying, no, we didn't do that. And that's what they've been doing to her. Like, apparently, you know, quote-unquote palace aides have been saying to the press, so ergo going on record as palace aides, saying, you know, oh, Megan just wants to be a victim. They're actively still trying to smear her. And though it's not officially going to the press office at Buckingham Palace, it's still, they know what they're doing. They're not new to this. For that to still go forward, it's so disgusting. Yeah, it's it's really gross. I mean, in the interview, like Megan said that she was seeking help, you know, some attention because she wasn't, she didn't want to be alive anymore, essentially. And she said, like, when she was seeking help, these aides, these like high up aides that she was like seeking help from said they couldn't do it because it would be bad for the institution, which is like another big thing that's been like coming up is like the idea of the institution. And it just says, it says a lot, like things need to change. (laughs) Like if this is an institution, there needs to be rules in place or something because it's just not okay to be treating anyone like that. Yeah. And it's also like we, we talked about, I just thought it was so like, so ironic 
how their mental health advocates, mm. especially Kate and William, they're mm-hmm. like big on mental health. Like they always post about it. Like I don't even follow their Instagram or anything, but I always see it. They're always doing talks. They're always talking publicly about the importance of mental health and how close it is to them. And it's like, are you kidding me? Someone in your family is struggling with mental health and no one's giving her any attention. It's like, you don't have basis for that, for that platform anymore. Definitely. And and I think I read at least one, one place that their, their appearance where we, well, where William said he wasn't racist was part of promoting that mental health thing, which they launched three years ago. I believe it was focusing on mental health in children, which of course is a great thing. I mean, on the face of it, that campaign is great in, in terms of what it's promoting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when your sister-in-law is experiencing those, those things, I mean, maybe they didn't know, but it really comes across just awful when when you think about the context and harry was part of that campaign before he was with megan i don't know if he still is or was before he left but it was kind of the three of them like going around and promoting mental health awareness which is of course again very important i remember william did a round table with um like rugby players i think or soccer Mm -hmm. players Mm -hmm. where you know did you remember that that video he did where they talked about their mental health in an effort to like Mm-hmm. make it make it more visible for sports-minded mm-hmm. people but yeah it really rings hollow when you have Megan contemplating these dark thoughts and nothing's done about it and she's actively told no because the imagery would be bad whereas to my mind and I'm not a publicist but to my mind if you do have her going to the hospital for mental health you could maybe put out some sort of statement if the news got out like you don't want to be a advertising that she's going to that's just private stuff but if the news were to get out you could say you know you could maybe leverage that and say look we have this mental health campaign that the duke and duchess of cambridge are doing and we support so we support megan we support her getting help we want to be there for her as her family there's a way like you there's a way that you could do that if it's truly an issue for the like there's a way you can work with that and say we're yeah. proud of her for seeking help and we love her and we're her family. Yeah. Like it's really like that would benefit them just like taking her in. Like I feel like they missed every single mark like and all they had to do was just accept her. And in terms of missing the mark, I mean they talked in the in the interview about how it really started to change interpersonally in that family once she succeeded at her first tour, the Australian Um, tour that went to New Zealand and Fiji and Mm -hmm. Tonga as well I believe some other islands over there and that Megan did great she did excellent and once they got back she started getting iced out and that's when we can talk about this next if you want but um, that's when the Kate articles were coming out about how Megan made Kate cry that's when they started to see a turning point of the family being rude and the press attacking them and those attacks have to come from somewhere. And mm-hmm. it was after Megan succeeded. So it's like, what did you want from her? You put her on this tour. She did great. What's the problem in that? There's no problem in that besides racism, right? It all comes back. Why else would you be mad that this person who's now part of your business, quote unquote business, represents you well? There's no, there's no reason to be mad about that. You should be glad about that. But you're not. Maybe because she's black. 
it's all I can think of. I'm yeah, I mean that's that's all there is. There there really is no other reason. And what's really telling about that situation where she revealed that it was actually the opposite. Kate made her cry. Yeah, oh when she said that, when she said it was actually the opposite, yeah. I gasped. Yeah. Aloud. I, I mean, yeah. It's like insane. And she also mentioned that people knew they weren't alone, you know? They weren't alone in that room and they weren't alone in that scenario. And so it's just even more telling of like how against everyone was to Megan. Like everyone there in that room knew what happened. Yet when the press came out with this story that it was the opposite situation, no one backed her up, you know? And it's just, it's, it's so gross. And especially just the idea of pitting them against each other just generally. It's always yeah. been like gross. <laughs> it's never stuck well with me. And also, I mean, Megan was so gracious talking about that. It was clear she didn't really want to talk about it when Oprah was starting to push her on it, but she did discuss it and she made sure to credit Kate and say she was she that Kate graciously apologized and yeah. brought her flowers mm-hmm. and she's forgiven her p- privately mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that she's a good person. I mean that I thought was very gracious of her to say all that. It is. I, I thought it was really nice. And then another part of that interview that I think stuck with me in terms of the the racism that she mentioned was when again they were comparing her and Kate and they said, you know, and she said Kate was often referred to as Weighty Katie yes. for, for, for William. And then she said, while that is rude, rude does not equate racism. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. Like if the family claims like, oh, we've dealt with rude things before. Well, being racist isn't the same as being rude. And I just thought that was, that was a very, very good point. I think that also goes back to the issue of diversity training amongst the family but also amongst the people who work in you know the institution which is that's the administrative people if people on that side of it don't understand what the difference is and they're gonna they're gonna say that that's who's saying like well we've dealt with problems before it's because they're not understanding the difference between just harsh press coverage of white people and racist coverage uh of black people yeah and it's much more violent. That's something that needs to be fixed with more training and talking yeah. about this, these things. I mean, I wonder how diverse that administrative staff is. I was just probably not. That. Yeah, I want to see what the faces of these, these aides and the people part of that institution look like. Because I really, like, I'm genuinely curious because that really changes everything. If these people have never interacted with anyone from a different background. Yeah. Even, like, a different economic background. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it it really does change. Like, you need different perspectives. And I feel like that's what they're lacking. Like, they don't have that. And they they had Megan. They had the opportunity to be, you know, to be like, you know, this is is a great chance to, you know, get to know, you know, she's American, too. Like, that's pretty interesting to have some, an American in the family, you know, learn more about her. Like, it's just, it's just so exclusive to do something like that. Yeah, it's, you know, if you've grown up your entire life in Kensington and Chelsea, surrounded by beautiful, manicured, columned townhouses, and fellow white people, and you get a degree in journalism or communications, whatever, 
and then you go to work at the palace because your dad's friends with like prince william's best friend or something and you have mm-hmm. connections you have no idea what it's even like to live on the other side of the thames mm-hmm. there, it's a very and there's very distinct class areas in london and if that's the if you're growing up on one side of the river and you're experiencing that life and you go to work for the palace you can't connect to everyday Britons, let alone members of the Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. And also in your daily life, how many people have you interacted with that are not white, that are equals to you, who's, you know, feeding information to the queen, for example. Mm-hmm. It's probably white upper class people who work for her. Mm-hmm. And so that knowledge is being reproduced, that information is being reproduced through the lines of communication to get to the top. And by the time it's there, it's probably diluted to be easily digestible for her and not to rock the boat. And it's so brave of Megan to do this interview and to say these things because I know like it's, it's terrifying, especially with an institution as big as that one. It's like not easy to say those things. What Megan always stands for is like women having a voice. She could have just, you know, lived her life in California because she's there now. She has, you know, her family with her and everything is a lot better than it was there. But she had to say something, you know, because right. staying silent, like it, people are going to forget about it. No one's going to think about that situation that she had to deal with. So. And they're still going to get negative press coverage because she's making choices that aren't in line with what would be expected in the monarchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not just her, though. We're Harry, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, other things that were pretty interesting about the interview, I thought was pretty funny, was the Tyler Perry situation just to kind of ease up this conversation a little bit (laughs) but people people were like making jokes about it because it was funny the story is that when they left the UK they didn't have money they got cut off and they needed a place to stay and apparently Tyler Perry jumped in to save the day and offered his security and his home or house I don't think it was actually his home but one of his homes cuz I'm sure he has plenty <laughs> it was just really interesting cuz imagine like trying to get Megan and Harry's phone number to tell them like hey I'll help you out and like <laughs> that well that was so scary to hear them tell it like when they first got to Canada and then the borders were going to close and the royal family took away their protection. And Harry bombarded them and was like, you know, kept trying to ask, is there a change in the threat level? And they said, after like a week, he said, they replied, no, there's no change to the threat level. They're just going to take away the security. That's just beyond cruel to me, especially for him. And Megan talked about sending letters to say like, please don't take away protection from my husband. But anyway, to your point, like what a great person. Tyler Perry was to say, come stay at my house. And like, of all the people, of yeah. course it was Tyler Perry. And thank goodness for him. And he lent them his security too. Yeah. Uh, until they kind of figured it out. So yeah, what a, what a great guy. So great. And I'm really happy that he was able to do that. But yeah, very shocking that they just took his security, especially at a time like that. It very, it felt very petty. Like, oh, yeah, and it like, was. I was like, who was in charge of that decision? Yeah. Because what? Like, so what What do you want to happen to them? Because that's just, like, 
you want something bad to happen to them. Yes. At that point. Especially especially given the fact, and Harry talked about this, that the Daily Mail had published their location. Made my heart so happy when he said that, you know, what he had was Diana's money that she left him, and that's what they were able to use at that yeah. time when they got cut off. Uh, and it's just, it's so sad, but it's also like this is what she would have wanted and I'm so happy that that's what it's being used for because I can imagine how happy she would be that they're they're getting out safely and they, they have the means to do that because of her. So It must be very moving for Harry. He also mentioned that his dad stopped taking his calls. <laughs> like, I mean, we knew that man was trash, but yeah. <laughs> forget about the titles. That's your son. <laughs> like, yeah. And you're just going to ignore his calls. There's no way he knows how to send someone to voicemail. So he was just, like, sitting there in his garden, like, watching his phone ring, like, not answering it. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> he just watched it happen. Which, I mean, I'm laughing because of the ridiculousness of that, but it's just tr- just trash. Like, yeah, we knew that William was his favorite, but, geez, really? You're not even going to talk to your son? Yeah. They're... It's just reprehensible. They're all reprehensible right now to me. It's the most childish thing. And it really does, like, people started bringing up the, um, this is why the queen won't die arguments. Because <laughs> the mess that is happening. <laughs> She's like, I'm not leaving yet. Um, yeah. She's like the, the super nanny meme, like, you guys are in a crisis. <laughs> I'm on my way. Except for her, it's like, I'm not leaving. Yeah. <laughs> Why is there in a crisis? <laughs> Staying here. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And, I mean, Harry was nice enough to say that he's going to keep trying, you know, because that's his dad. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. dude. And there's, like, so much trauma with yanking yourself out of the life that you know for anybody. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a tough experience. But for him to be essentially fleeing multiple times to different locations and then yeah. being and still and also being yanked out of a situation and yanked away from his communication with his family despite his love for Megan I mean anybody is going to be affected by that so he has a good relationship with his grandmother he mm-hmm. did say you know he respects her too much so much and they still have they still talk and have conversations so that's that's really great so it really does feel like an immediate family kind of issue happening Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they made very clear that they still talk to the queen. Yes. Yeah. Which tells me something. It also tells <laughs> me that maybe that's why Char- that it was Charles having these conversations about uh, Archie's race. Okay, so that's it for today. Thank you guys for listening. If you want, you can feel free to follow us on Instagram at Chaotic Queens Pod or Twitter at Queen's Chaotic. That's all. Thank you. Bye. Bye.